The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Oh my goodness, the first show of the new year. I do hope this year is going to be a blessing to you as I I need it to be for me as well. Welcome, mothers. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we do encourage moms because you're super important in this world. You are shaping the next generation. So thank you for what you do. Today's show is huge as we tackle the problems of our current society. Could this one thing be the secret solution to our society's ills? I'm talking about out of control homelessness, rampant addiction, sex crimes, the rise in suicides, all the stuff we're dealing with right now. Today on the show, my friend, my dear friend and relationship expert, Jonine McKenzie, is going to reveal how motherhood and family might just hold the very key to fixing America's biggest issues. I'm not kidding. Stick around and listen. Coming up on Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.org. The abortion rate continues to increase in Colorado, but there is still hope. For 40 years, the compassionate care team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice. Alternatives lets them know they're not alone. Through advocacy, resources, and mentoring, Alternatives Pregnancy Center moves people from a place of suffering to thriving. You can be part of the solution by giving just $10 to provide life-saving medical and counseling services. Give today at youhavealternatives.org slash donate. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back. You know, I really have to calm myself down because I feel very passionate about the topic we're going to talk about today. But I, but I hope you do, too, once we're done with all this. I do want to welcome our radio listeners from across the country, all over the place, from Oregon to... I think we're in South Carolina now, too. We're, we're in a lot of places, New Jersey. So that's fun. Welcome to you guys. Also, welcome to our podcast listeners. So grateful for you. Our podcast has really grown in the last year, uh, partly thanks to my friend, the Minimal Mom. She she brings in a lot of people. Uh, welcome. And please be sure to share the podcast, especially if you like it, like today's podcast. We are on Spotify, Audible, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your favorite podcast. And do remember to help our friends at youhavealternatives.org. You have alternatives.org. Finally, one more announcement before we get to the guest. You know, we go into the prisons. We have a nine-week curriculum that we go in to teach to the moms to re-engage them with parenting, to work on their inner healing 
through Christ to uh, reconnect them with their kids. So many moms feel shame that prevents them from connecting to their children while they're in prison. If we do not connect them to their kids, their kids will follow them down the same path and end up behind bars as well. So if you'd like to be a prison volunteer with us, we're trying to open a, a new outreach in La Vista in kind of southern, well, not really southern, kind of mid-Colorado. So Pueblo, Colorado Springs folks who listen to us, we would love you to volunteer. Please email us at info at channelmom.org, info at channelmom.org. We could also still use volunteers here in Denver as well. So if you feel that little call to do that, we would love to hear from you. Okay. Question. Are you a mom who is upset about all of the issues in our world right now? And how they're getting worse. Huge increases. You see it on your streets as you drive around. Huge increases in, in homelessness. Homelessness. Ness. Yeah, homelessness. Yeah. Suicide. Sex trafficking. Fentanyl abuse. Just so many issues are on the rise and, and just so problematic for these times. What if all that ca- catastrophic stuff that we hear about on the news every day could be prevented why do we keep talking about treating the symptoms of our social problems instead of the cause? This has been a pet peeve of mine for years. Politicians and pundits and news people talk about how we should address these out of control homelessness problem, the sex trafficking, the suicides, the fentanyl deaths. I mean, what should we do? What should we do? And all the other societal ills. Yet these same people fail to recognize that if we just took care of one thing first as a society, Many of these problems would not be on the rise. They'd be on the decline. And that is where my friend Jonine McKenzie comes in. She is the founder of the Center for Relationship Education. She established it back uh, in 2003 as a nonprofit. The Center for Relig- uh, Relationship Education serves people in 47 states and seven countries. Yes. Yes. Um, they are the lead. Uh, you are the lead author of the nationally acclaimed real estate essentials curriculum. Jonine is now the new president of the National Alliance for Relationship and Marriage Education, or NARMI, very important organization. Uh, just to let you know kind of her background, uh, Jonine graduated from the University of Texas's School of Nursing and is a former first lieutenant in the USAF, the United States Air Force Nurse Corps. She is married to Bruce and has four grown children and lots of grandbabies. And she's my dear, dear friend. Welcome to Channel Mom, Jonine. Thank you, Jenny. It's nice to be here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Okay, so you and I are both fast talkers, and we're both passionate. So we're going to try to touch on a lot of important stuff quickly. I kind of wanted to set the scene. I call it my show setup soundbite. And I thought, I'm just going to, I had my daughter, actually, who's been helping me lately, Georgia, go grab this clip of kind of typical headlines that we've been hearing for the last six months, year, year and a half or so, of all of these problems being on the increase. Here's just one typical newscast. That's not the only health issue. More homeless people have died so far this year than in all of 2022. Many of those deaths have come from overdoses. Okay, so there we're talking about addiction. We're talking about fentanyl. We're talking about homelessness. All these raging problems. And and the other day I was talking to a homeless person um, because I, I now have an office with Movement 5280. And they serve the homeless in the Denver area and Arapahoe County. And I was talking to them about their family background. And it was a a story that I've heard repeated again and again and again. Actually, I've talked to several people. Broken family, nobody to take care of them, 
sometimes it's an incarcerated family member. They they um, often have themselves now a child out of wedlock. They've got addiction and abandonment issues because of the broken family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, how many times when I work with the incarcerated moms, when I work with homeless people, when I work with mothers who are struggling that we help with our compassion fund, how many times have I heard the background of a broken marriage and a broken family? And, and today, this is not condemnation. You and I have both agreed on this. We are not condemning anybody. I don't have a perfect family just because I haven't been divorced. Nobody who has an intact family has a perfect family. So I have a soundbite that I'm going to keep going to over and over again to remind people I'm not saying there's a perfect solution because... It's complicated. Yes, it's complicated. And we'll keep playing that as a reminder. So I want you to weigh, on when I, weigh in on what I've just said. I get upset when I hear news and when I hear the politicians say, what do we do about homelessness? What do we do about drug addiction? When they won't recognize the fact that because because of broken families, we have all of these issues. People have nowhere to turn, nobody to pick them up, nobody to help them. They, they came from a broken environment and they were broken people because of it. Will you talk to me about that? Yeah, Jenny, this is this is complicated. And this is not about behavior and choices. It's about trauma and issues of the heart. And um, I know that this is a Christian ministry. I know the Center for Relationship Education is not is a secular organization. NARMI is a secular organization because we want to reach people who are unchurched. Yeah, man. Yeah. But there is a premise, a principle of love and connection and issues of the heart. And as a nurse, I used to say in medicine for pain issues, one to ten, where's your pain? And it's very concrete. And if a patient told me that they were a four, I could go to see another patient. But if somebody said that they were a seven, what I had to do was go right away and take care of it because you got to stay ahead of the pain, just like you have to get, stay ahead of the needs of the heart. The heart is a lonely, lonely hunter. It needs certain things. Mm-hmm. We go back to Maslow. We go back to you need security. You need safety. You need connection. You need to have food and water and shelter and calmness and predictability and rhythm, a rhythm Stabil- of your life. Stability, yeah. A rhythm to your life. Yeah. And all of us know, even even when we are healthy, that when our rhythm is broken, we're kind of off balance. Yeah. Well, think about when a child comes into the world and they don't have a home, they don't have stability, Mom or dad or both are working, you know, two or three jobs. Um, their needs are not being met. Or one was not available. Or one's are not available. Yeah. And father absence is a huge issue. 81% of the people in prison are without dads. Yeah. There's no judgment here. This is just what the research says. Yeah. And so we need to really, really stop all the screaming that's happening, all the noise, and go back to... How do we take a child from their birth, from the time that they are born, and give them what they need to be a productive, healthy member of society that that pays attention to laws? And it, you know, even with the um, the laws about drugs in Colorado and now all over the nation, and when we were just traveling, we were in Amsterdam and we were smelling it at nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know where. People are walking around smoking weed at nine o'clock in the morning. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it shouldn't be legal. It shouldn't. Be. That's not the point. The point is here's the question 
what is happening in this person's heart yeah. that they have to escape at nine o'clock in the morning. Right. So it, it's not the judgment. It's going directly to the issues of the heart, to their trauma, to what they've experienced, to what they haven't received, and filling it up, filling up their, filling up their buckets. And that's what we do at the Center for Relationship Education with our Real Essentials curriculum, Relationship Education and Leadership. We train teachers all over the country to teach these skills about relationship skills training. And now that's what I'm doing with NARMI, which is the National Alliance for Relationship and Marriage Education, because we want to make marriage and the stability, a healthy marriage, not just marriage for marriage sake. Right, right. Yeah. But a healthy, functional marriage that two people give, they, they, they can't outgive each other um, to, and serve each other so that, that we meet the needs of the heart of connection, pro-social connectedness, support, respect, all of those things. You know, you know I, I, I want to resonate with the typical mom who's listening to us, to us today or the typical dad, whoever's listening. I want this the research that we're citing and and the principles that we're citing to resonate with them because they may have a homeless brother or they may have a teenager who just got pregnant or they may have um, problems with poverty because of single parenthood, whatever it is. I want this to resonate and for it not to feel like condemnation. So I'm going to cite some research. But again, when you and I are talking about family and the health of marriage, we are not condemning anyone and we're not saying oh if you got divorced then forget it your kids are going to be messed up for life that's not the point because it's complicated it's complicated and we you and i both agree on that so i want to read a little bit of research and then i want you to 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 weigh in on this it's from the american academy of pediatrics um and uh, some research that they've done And, and here's what it states nearly three decades of research evaluating the impact of family structure on the health and well-being of children demonstrates that children living with their married biological parents consistently have better physical, emotional, and academic well-being. Pediatricians and society and teachers and all the other should promote the family structure that has the best chance of producing healthy children. And the research also shows, whether it's from the left or the right, Cornell West, who's a well-known liberal, has written about this. That if you can keep a marriage intact and a family intact within reason, I'm not talking about keeping an abusive relationship, not that stuff. But if you can keep your marriage intact and your family intact, you are less likely to be poor. You are less likely or you're more likely to graduate from high school. You are less likely to go to prison. You are less likely to have all kinds of issues. Homelessness, less likely to be homeless. All the stuff, if you can just work on that family piece. Am I right? Yes. Well, the research is so robust and it's it so is. plentiful. It's not just the, the pediatrics. It's the CDC did a big family structure study. It's um, AEI, Brad Wilcox, Van Epps, um, all of these researchers, Dr. Scott Stanley, who was so famous in the marriage and family world. All of these researchers have have touched the body of literature that gives us the answers. Mm-hmm. And we have the, the marriage for family formation is a huge challenge in this country because the media the entire culture really abhors marriage they hate it yeah marriage is down to its lowest rate ever in america right and and dr van epps calls it he hasn't even called dating or relationships he calls it situationships Oh. Situationships. We'll, we'll be together as long as these things are 
are there. And then and people split and they move in together and they have serial partners and children get involved here. And, and what we know from the research, another research piece, is that the most dangerous place for a young child is in a step uh, a step uh, relationship where they're not married, yeah. a step family where they're not married and they're living together and there's a child there. Because abuse is more likely in that situation. Abuse, not to say that it's... It's always, not always. Not, it, not always, but but it's much more plentiful in um, relationships that are not committed, that are not you know, looking to um, uh, be together for a lifetime. And it, look, we're living longer. We're we're getting married later. People are developing their their careers, their pathway to financial success. And it used to be back, you know, in the fifties and sixties that you would get married and grow together. Now you have to finish what you're, you have to finish your career path. You need to finish your college. You need to finish whatever you do and then marry. It's like the capstone. And educated women get married more often yes. than non-educated women. Yes, I know. Okay, so we really need to take a, a hard look at this from a public policy standpoint and from an appropriation of funding standpoint. I'll give you an example. Yeah. So um, everybody's whining about education. Mm-hmm. Everybody's whining about uh, young kids don't have competencies in reading, writing, math, especially children of color, mm-hmm. which is my heart. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so... We took a look, we meaning the NARMI board and people who are in this field, took a look at how much money the Department of Education gets a year. Do you know what that is? How much? Of course not, but you do. Okay. So the Department of Education was started by, Doc, by Jimmy Carter mm-hmm. in 1979. Before 1979, we didn't have a Department of Education. And we've watched from 1979 to now the money go up, 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 up for the appropriations for the Department of Education. And we've watched the outcomes come down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, it's not all about Department, it's a lot of cultural things, it's complicated, it's complicated. Yeah, Okay. go ahead, Jim. It's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. However, think about this for a minute, and I'm gonna really show my passion here. The, the Department of Education gets, for this year, for 2023, not 2024, 2023, they get 60, they got $68 billion with a B dollars a year. The marriage and fatherhood grantees that come out of the Administration for Children and Families gets $150 million yeah. a year. $68 billion versus $150 million. It's insulting. Think about the number one, and we've looked at the research on this one, the number one reason children do well in school. Dad's at home. The number one reason is intact families. Yeah, yeah. Family support for education and tutoring and desk and homework at night. Homework at night. All of it. So if you want to increase children's performance in academic achievement, you need to look at the family as well, not just homelessness and drug addiction. Also some very positive things. Sure, sure. And I, I just... 
I, I, I don't want anyone to hear me saying, oh, by the way, if you're single, then we're condemning you and we're saying your children have no shot at, at a good future. That's not the point. The point is, as a nation, we keep talking about, oh, what, do we, what should we do about the homelessness crisis? What should we do about the fentanyl abuse situation? What should we do about incarceration levels going up? What should we do about suicide levels going way, way up? What should we do all about that? And they, and they keep talking about the, the back end, but they won't talk about, oh, by the way, so much of this was caused by the fact that somebody left a family. Something happened that broke the family. They won't nurture family, as you say. They won't put money into that. Government, nonprofit, all of it. We don't put that kind of money into that. And I so appreciate the work that NARMI is doing, the Center for Relationship Education, what you've been doing for a lifetime, Jonine. I love it. I want to talk about something for the mom that says, okay, well, so how do I train my kid to teach them that marriage is cool and they're going to be more likely to be rich, well-off, academically situated well, to, to have you know a f- positive future if they'll just get married and stay married. Let's talk about the success sequence and how that makes their children more likely to be successful in life. Well, the success sequence is the secret sauce. Yeah. And it was actually done 20 years ago. The study was done 20 years ago. And, um, and, and what happened when they started talking about this in the public square, people got canceled. Mm. Not so much as they get canceled today, but they still got canceled. They yeah. still got, you know, don't get invited to the cocktail parties kind of thing. And you're not being tolerant. You're not being open-minded. Right. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So they kind of put that away. And then another researcher, Dr. Brad Wilcox and Dr. Wendy Wang, did it again. Did the study again. And they came up with the same the same outcomes that if you do three things, you're much more likely to stay away from poverty. Not no guarantees. It's complicated, but this is give yourself giving yourself the best shot. One is graduate from high school. College is a bonus. Okay, mm-hmm. college is a bonus. Graduate from high school, get a skill and a full time job, and marry before having children. It's a thing. It's a thing. And people don't believe you. They're like, why, why marriage? Whatever. If, you, if, the, if people do those three things in that order, less than 10% of them will ever be in poverty. Yeah. So poverty levels are going up. And it's a lot. It's complicated. It's the inflation. It's, it's, it's jobless. COVID. It, it's, it's COVID. It's a lot of things. But one of the things that we need to do is give young people the shot at the American dream. At the, at the getting ahead financially, getting ahead emotionally, getting, getting over their trauma issues, getting healed, being connected in their community, giving back to their community. When you're in survival mode, you don't give back to your community. You're in survival mode. Yeah, that's true. So, so we don't help each other. We don't, but, yeah. and, and those moms who are listening, if you're in survival mode, healthy people ask for what they need. Get into a community of other single moms. Yeah, amen. Right? And help each other. And then when you asked, how do we raise our children to value marriage? When I was raising my children, I have four, two boys and two girls. Yeah. I would, my boy, we would take turns doing the dishwasher and, you know, loading the dishwasher and washing the dishes and, you know, making f- food and, and, and laundry. And the boys had to participate. And they would, they would balk. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And I go, oh, no, no, no. I'm not raising a son. I'm raising a husband. Amen. Amen. And I think sometimes I've failed in that area because I would let my son off when he didn't want to do the dishes. But you're right. It's key. You are. We are raising husbands and, and moms should think that way. And, and again, for a final time, Jim, I just, yeah, where you go. It's complicated. It is 
complicated. So I, I, I really had trepidation about doing this show today because I thought I have so many precious single moms that listen to me that are successfully pouring themselves into their children and their children will probably turn out well. But we do know the research shows that if we value marriage as God has asked us to, if we value the building block of family structure, if we do whatever we can to keep marriages intact and, and to have successful marriages, dedicated marriages and to, to heal hearts and not have broken families. If we do that, then some so many of these problems would not be what they are today. The homelessness issue, the suicide issue, the, the drug abuse issue. It's just the truth if we dealt with the heart. So, so go back in the last two minutes that we have. That mama who's listening that thinks, but how do we fix it? How do I fix it in my own family? How do I fix it for my children? This heart problem that we have from the brokenness of family, from from the disrepute of marriage. What do we do? Well, first of all, I I I I come from a divorced situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was not my choice to be divorced. Okay, it was for two years. I did not function well because it was a shock to my system and to my children. Yeah. And I got my children. I was fortunate enough to have a lot of people around me who helped me. And I had a, a, a lot of being in the field that I was in, being in, in nurse, a nurse and being around the medical community and also the mental health community. I was able to get help for my children. So here's what you what the, some of the solutions are. If you're a single mom, be a single mom. Yeah. You are what you are. Yeah. And there's no shame. Amen. Amen to that. There's, no shame. There's no shame and there's no judgment. Yeah. Things happen in life. Sometimes life throws you a curve. And so what you need to do is you need to say, I'm going to change for the next generation. I'm going to change this legacy. And I'm going to teach my children how to um, to be good partners yeah. and be husbands and wives and and love marriage. And to valid, value marriage and family. Very quickly, the websites for NARMI and CRE. The Center for Relationship Education is www.myrelationshipcenter.org, uh, myrelationshipcenter.org, and NARMI is NARMI.org, N-A-R-M-E.org. Joni McKenzie, you're a blessing. Thank you for being a mom and a grandmother. This is where I thank you, moms. People may not thank you, may not value, may not appreciate you, but I do, and Channel Mom does, and God does. Thank you for all the work you do sacrificially to raise your babies well. You are changing the world by the way that you do that. Remember to check us out at ChannelMom.org. Remember to check out Jonine McKenzie and all of the work that she does, MyRelationshipCenter.org and NARMI.org. God bless you guys. Have a blessed, beautiful new year. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit ChannelMom.org and click Donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.